MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV network. Zumo Channel 719. I am Frank Sample. No closer Chris Ventra for now. But we are joined by George Kurtz live in studio. What a treat this is. I thought Halloween was yesterday. George Kurtz, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, Frank. Chris makes a great prediction last night. He goes off on Garoppolo, has a huge game, and then doesn't show up to work on Friday. What is this? He's still out celebrating. That's the rumor. He's still out celebrating uh, the game of Jimmy Gucci Garoppolo's life last night against the Arizona Cardinals. We are also joined by Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Jim, how are you doing? Are you still celebrating the uh, monstrous game from Jimmy Garoppolo? He still sucks. <laughs> well, happy Friday to you as well, Jim. He still sucks. Look, he started, what, 18 games now? That's the first game he's ever had where he had 300 yards and multiple TDs. First time. Well, it's the first time Jones for everything, Jim. It. Daniel Jones has done it twice already this year. Jacoby Brissett has done it twice already this year. Heck, this is the same defense that gave up four touchdowns to Kyle Allen. He's only got three passing touchdowns in his other four games. I'm not excited. He still sucks. Well, all right, all right. If you're going to say all this stuff about Jimmy Garoppolo, it's only fair that we get Gucci on the line himself to defend Jimmy Garoppolo 
Do we have James Garoppolo on the line? Yo, this is your boy Gucci. How's it going? How's it going, Gucci? You still celebrating from last night? How do you respond from this criticism from Fantasy Taz Jim Day? He's supposed to be your boy, your co-host, and he's still not giving credit to Jimmy Garoppolo after everything he did last night, Chris. 317 yards, career-high four TD passes. What do you have to say to Jim Day? Zero picks. He just keeps making excuses. Keeps making excuses. Keeps making excuses. I said this is the time he breaks out. The defense, they showed some vulnerability yesterday. The running game wasn't as effective yesterday. Who did they have to rely on? Gucci Garoppolo. What'd he do? He threw four touchdowns and no picks and won the game for them. Not to mention, three of the touchdowns were on third downs, and the, one of them, right before the half to Emmanuel Sanders, was on fourth down. We're talking about a clutch quarterback here, Jim. I'm sorry. I mean, he's Yeah, one clutch. game out of 18 against a terrible defense. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Day is having none of it here on a Friday, but... Real talk, George Kurtz. What did you see from Jimmy Garoppolo last night? Because he did look really good. And now on Twitter today, of course, the overreaction the day after, you know, we see this uh, big blow-up performance by Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone's talking about, well, if the 49ers can actually pass the ball this well moving forward, they really are a threat in the NFC and for the rest of the NFL. George, what do you have to say to that? Well, there's truth to that. If they have a legitimate passing game, if Emmanuel Sanders coming on board does give them a legitimate passing game, then they are a threat. We know what defense is good. I know the run game didn't take off last night, but that should, whatever it is. Maybe, hey, maybe Arizona said we're not going to let Coleman beat us. We're not going to let Brayda beat us. Let's see if Garoppolo can beat us. And guess what? He did. But I think there's, uh, there's some faith there. There's some hope there. San Fran's the real deal. I know they haven't really played a lot of good teams here, but listen, you play your schedule, you beat your schedule. They're the real deal. They're, the, they're a force to be reckoned with. A force to be reckoned with, says George Kurtz, when it comes to the 49ers yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo. You hear Chris Ventra on the line. Excited, fired up about Gucci Garoppolo's great game last night. And he was so fired up. Uh, Bavona, do we have the clip downstairs ready to play? If we do, just uh, let me know in my ear real quick. Ready. We have a clip of, uh, of Garoppolo after the game last night. He was so pumped up. He was feeling himself. He even had this to say to Aaron Andrews. Eight no. How does that feel? Feels great, baby. Uh, happy, Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween right back at you. Thanks so much. Definitely. No problem. Feels great, baby. I mean it is Halloween. Jimmy Garoppolo, we know that you're a good looking guy, but uh Aaron Andrews is married, so uh let's slow this down <laughs> a little bit. Ventra, I mean, career high four touchdown passes. Uh some might say that he got in the end zone five times yesterday. Yeah, he should have had another one to Debo Samuel, who just dropped him right in his hands, and he would have had a big game, too, if, it, if he caught that pass. But, yeah, first of all, the baby thing, that's a general baby thing. I say baby all the time. You know, Gucci does the same thing. We're, we're alike in that sense. What, are you, but, his publicist? Uh, I just think... <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, no, but for th- I think, honestly, the Emmanuel Sanders thing, before this, who's his receivers? Goodwin always banged up. You got Debo, who, who's a young player, he's a rookie. And Dante Pettis, who had problems coming into the season, now he's got a true number one, a veteran, who actually can run every route and, and make the big play, the big first down play. There was a third down play last night to clinch the game because it was 28-25. The defense blew it. They gave him a two-point conversion. And he had to make a big third down throw, third and long. And he did it with pressure underneath right to Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders obviously made a good catch there too, but it was in traffic. I mean, that's what you get when you get a veteran wide receiver who's a true, I wouldn't say a number one at this point in his career, but he's well, a you did solid. you did just say a true number one number before, two. so which one is it? 
Well, he's a, he's an important veteran, number one wide receiver to have. They ha- they didn't have that before. They didn't have that presence before, and I think that honestly takes them to the next level right now. It really does. I, I think yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, it can't hurt. We're going to see 217 yards and one touchdown out of Garoppolo. It can't hurt. Look, when it comes to Emmanuel Sanders, nine targets last night led the team, seven receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. It still astounds me that he tore his Achilles last year late in the season, and he's performing this well. I understand it was a good matchup, but the guy is still electric. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I will give him credit on some of those touch passes that he had to Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, these guys have been working for, what, a week, a week and a half, and they've already looked this good. So uh, I do like uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Probably one of his better performances, I'll say, uh, moving forward because, again, it was a good matchup going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Venture, while we have you on the line, yeah. I do want to ask you about another one of your guys, Kenyon Drake. Wow. Uh, last night played 84% of the snaps, handled 90% of the running back touches for the Cardinals. We heard earlier in the day yesterday that he was going to handle a lot of the work for the Cardinals, but I don't think anybody saw this coming against the one of the best run defenses in the NFL, maybe the best run defense coming into this game. 15 rushes for 110 yards, a rushing touchdown, four catches for 52 yards as well. What did you see see from Kenyon Drake? So, yeah, yesterday we talked about it, and I was I was actually interested in starting him if DJ was out. That was the case. He was going to get that big workload, uh, and I liked him for that reason because, he could, listen, he's dynamic. He could run the ball. He could also – he's great in the passing game. Uh you know, he's a great receiver. He's also explosive as well. So just all those things together, you know he's a dynamic player. The question is opportunity. At Miami, he didn't have that opportunity. One game with Arizona, and he gets it done big time. For, Ventra. Uh, it did look like he had a chip on his shoulder, that's for sure. Have a great weekend, Ventra. We'll talk to you again on Monday. For the rest of the show, it's a Gucci Garoppolo Friday. We'll talk about some of the injury updates Gucci. here as well. Some tough starts. We'll do that here on The Frenzy. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Eight no. How does that feel? Feels great, baby. Feels great, baby. Feels great. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stample. Sports Grid TV Network. Get on the grid. Zumo Channel 719. Just want to wrap up this game from last night as well. I thought it was a really good game. It was a compelling game. Um, you know, obviously the Cardinals come back a little bit. I thought we saw a little bit of a, a, of a the crack in the armor for the 49ers defense with the Cardinals running the hurry-up offense. Uh, maybe that was one of the first times that they've seen that all year, or maybe it was just the way that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray were running it, but I think that we saw some deficiencies last night in the defense of the San Francisco 49ers. And again, Kenyon Drake, George, I'll throw it your way. Uh, he played... A lot last night, like they said he would, and he had a phenomenal game. I mean, 19 touches, 162 total yards, and a touchdown. I think most people probably had him on the bench last night, and that sucks because this was a great game. He had a phenomenal game. Absolutely phenomenal. And like you said, I would say most of us analysts, of us experts, were wrong. You know, I, I didn't want to start him. And what I'm more, most worried about now is, all right, let's say David Johnson comes back next week. Uh, is Drake going to take away touches now? Might be. He played that well where he could take away touch from Johnson. Or Johnson, maybe, ah, take another week off. Let's make sure that ankle's healed. So now we have worries there as well. Plus, when Edmonds comes back now, what are we doing here if he comes back? Uh, it's a three, it could be a three-headed monster there. So it's a problem now where you may not be getting as many touches from Johnson as you once were. Drake was great. You got our empty route spot. You want to go get him. I understand that when uh, Fab this week. But uh, it could be a problem there with all the backs in Arizona. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. They have the bye week in week 12. It seemed like David Johnson was... Not really close to playing this week, but he could be good to go for week 10, given how much time that they are going to have off. I would be surprised if we see Chase Edmonds before their bye week, so week 13 makes a lot of sense to me. Jim, I'll throw this one your way. When it comes to the 49ers running back usage last night, more frustration as always when it comes to trying to figure out these committee backfields. Tevin Coleman has been awesome since he's returned. I believe it's since week five when he has returned from the injury. He was the RB5 overall heading into last night's game. Of course, we all peg it as a monster game for Coleman. Good matchup going up against the Arizona Cardinals. He ends up playing 55% of the snaps, 12 rushes for 23 yards. Matt Burita, who was banged up all week, was questionable for this game, ends up playing and severely outplays Tevin Coleman. Has anything in your mind changed when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers backfield? No, we knew it was going to be basically a timeshare at the very least between these guys anyway. You know, the, they came in with the desire that they wanted to stop Coleman after the big game he had, and they did. That's exactly what they did, and that, that's what led to Breda having 
so much good play there and getting more involved in this one. And, you know, we've so seen it from Breida before is that all last year, all the time dinged up, but he always played. He played through it all the time. This kid's a tough kid. He's going to get out there and play. And I'll tell you what, it didn't look like he was dinged up at all to me when he had the ball in his hands. He was moving. Yeah, it's so crazy. It seems like whenever Matt Breida is questionable or banged up coming into a game, that's when he has his best games and he's on everybody's bench because we think, all right, well, there's a chance that he's going to leave this game with an injury again because he always leaves games with injuries and ultimately ends up having the great game. I'm sure most people who own Matt Breida did not have him in the lineup last night unless they were super desperate, similar to the Kenyon Drake situation. Shout out to the BFFs. The BFFs coming up next. Greg Sussman and myself, we did have him in the lineup, Kenyon Drake. Because we were super desperate, and it worked out. So, uh, shout out to Kenny Drake. I love Drake. those super desperate that work out things. <laughs> yeah, those, those are, are great. always great. Those are always yeah. great. Uh, it doesn't happen to me that often. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen to many people often, George. Uh, it just so happens we got a little bit lucky last night. And I tweeted this out last night. Drink. There are so many talented players in the NFL, George, that don't get the opportunity to play regularly, or they're not used correctly. And Kenyon Drake really reminded us of that last night, right? He spent the past couple of years in Miami. He's been sharing time with the likes of Kalen Balazs, Frank Gore. We saw how good he can be a couple of years ago down the stretch, that final month of the season with Adam Gase. But since then, for whatever reason, and we could never figure it out. Was it something behind the scenes? Was it Why do the coaches not like this guy? Whatever it was, the guy can play. So it's just really frustrating that we know that there are so many players out here, George, that can play, but they're just not given the opportunity or used correctly. Oh, you're 100% correct. There are players who are no longer playing in the NFL who could be if they were in a different system or a different coach. A coach used them correctly. I saw one thing this morning on Twitter. I, I can't remember who said it. Uh, someone, uh, uh, a sports writer, said it was uh, it shows you how bad Adam Gase was at, uh, at developing talent that he could, uh, for what he did with Drake, but... Drake was released by Flores, and that regime is two regimes ago. Why are we blaming Gates for that? He's part of the blame. He's not fully the blame here. I think sometimes players wear out their welcome in an organization. I, we don't know what happened behind the scenes there in Miami. I think there was something there where Drake was ticking off uh, his employers for whatever. Listen, now he was traded. Maybe he'll wake up. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year, probably with another team. So maybe now you know, the, the, lights go, the light bulb's gone off now. Maybe he'll play better from now on. The kid is a decent running back. I don't think his playing on the field is the problem. He does drop some passes. That's an issue. But he can run the ball. I think it's really maybe in his head or maybe behind the scenes where he has issues. All right, I want to move on to some of the Friday practice report and some of the latest news here heading into Week 9. The Lions, as if they didn't have enough running backs, they had a four-headed running back by committee on a team that already could not run the football, are working out Jay Ajayi and Jim. I heard that you were very interested in Jay Ajayi. Is that true? <laughs> uh, do you have do you have any interest whatsoever in this in this news item? You know, look, if he goes to to Detroit, he will be their best running back, no doubt. I don't like the guys they have now. I don't really have a lot of faith in any of them. Uh, so he will become their guy. So he'll get opportunity to get rushing touchdowns and do some work here and there. But again, it comes back to the fact that you just mentioned, even when they had carry on, who we know is a very good running back. He wasn't doing anything in the running game. Um, so, you know, as long as that is the case, then it's really hard to count on any of these running backs doing anything going forward. 
OJ Howard has already been ruled out for the Tampa Bay Bucks heading into week nine, which means Cameron Brait should get the opportunity. He was ah. limited today as well. You, you hear Jim with the little, eh, we kind of, we tried to draw, uh, buy into Cameron Brait last week. There were a few streaming no, tight did. ends. John U. Smith worked out. Uh, Jim Day didn't buy into Cameron Brait. I did buy into Cameron Brait. It did not work out, as we all know. But, George, do you have any interest in Cameron Brait? This is a game here where Tampa Bay are believe six point dogs right now against the Seattle Seahawks with a total of 52 and a half. It's one of the actually four and a half points. So this is moving the other way. People are actually buying in on Tampa Bay. Seattle laying four and a half right now. Total at 52 and a half. There's going to be some offense in this game. Can I interest you in Cameron Bray? Yes, you can for a couple of reasons. One, yeah, and tell Jim why since he's not buying in. Uh, well, for, first, if you're looking down this low, it means you're desperate, right? You got problems. For whatever reason, bye week problems, injury problems, whatever it might be. Tight end uh, problems. Just, tight end they problems. suck. Uh, they do suck. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't get one of the top ones, and even, even Ertz isn't doing much this year. Uh, yeah, there's going to be points scored in this game. They can't run the ball. All right, I, I know Venture loves Ronald Jones and uh, fine, Rojo. Free Rojo. He's not free. He's locked up. They, they can't run the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball. Even in last week's game, I understand Bray didn't do much, but they did throw to him in the end zone. He got his chances. He didn't convert. I think that'll happen again. At least his chances. Maybe he'll convert this week. You're desperate. You're looking for a touchdown here. I think points are going to be put up on the board as long as Winston can throw the ball to his team and not the other. Jim, I have to ask you to reconsider your Cameron Brait hate here because <laughs> Seattle, allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in two of their last three games. Do you still not like Cameron Brait? Yeah, it has nothing to do with Cameron Brait. It, you know, the, the realism is the realism. This coach does not use his tight end. When you have somebody as talented as O.J. Howard and you go out of your way not to use him, it, it, it becomes reality. We've been saying for years he doesn't like the tight end, and then this year it was all, well, you know, he's never liked the tight end, but he never had anybody as good as O.J. Howard, and then he didn't use O.J. Howard. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I got no love for Cameron Brake. Maybe he gets lucky and scores a touchdown. Whoop-de-doo, good luck for you. Hopefully it happens, but I'm not counting on it. Jim, I know that you were a big Rob Gronkowski fan when he was in the NFL, so I myself, I, I don't know if you consider yourself this, but I consider you the tight end whisperer. So if you don't like Cameron Bright, I got to ask you another question. Do you like Ryan Griffin, who's coming off a game where he just scored two touchdowns, looks like Chris Herndon is doubtful, not going to play this week, and they're going up against that ghastly Miami Dolphins defense? Real quick, Jim, any interest in Ryan Griffin? I'd take a shot on Ryan Griffin over, over Cameron Bright this week. I really would. I just think he gets more opportunity. Griffin over Cameron Brait, says Jim Day. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stample. When we come back, a few more injury updates here with the Friday practice reports. Then we'll jump into some spooky starts heading into Week 9. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. 
Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. that rock and roll on a Friday. Let's do a little howling. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. That's the big one. Place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. And back to you, Frankie. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Zumo, Channel 719, Get on the Grid. Fantastic read by Jim Day, as usual. And Jim, I've, I've got to connect you with my dad, man, because this guy has been playing fantasy football since before I was born, basically. Uh, and you guys have a lot of similarities in terms of your musical taste. Uh, no joke, my dad probably has 500, oh, probably more than that, CDs hanging on the wall of my house. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, so I, I actually have a, a, a wall, a one whole wall full of CDs myself, but okay. I also have a whole same. wall Lovely. full of records. <laughs> oh, how much vinyl you got? Oh, I got, oh, geez, probably 2,500 pieces of vinyl. Damn. <laughs> wow. Jim Day stacking the vinyl. Music is my love, guys. I love sure. fantasy football. Don't get me wrong, but music is absolutely my love. If there's anything that could ever get me out of a funk, it's music. As right, my well, wife says, music is my church. I am uh, I'm cutting that clip, and I'm sending it to your wife right now, Jim. <laughs> you can. So no problem <laughs> about it. 
You know, I got <laughs> she. She knows. <laughs> I got to show George some love as well. Can we get the camera on George here? I was talking to him during the break, and he revealed to me that he played wide receiver and cornerback while he was in high school. Played real football here. Yes, talking real football, football here, George. So now I'm going to test you. We see, you know. James Garoppolo, a.k.a. Chris Venture, he does his little pump fakes during the break, but right now we're about to do the real thing, and I'm hoping that I don't break anything in the process. We're going to find out if you are more wide receiver or cornerback right now. <laughs> yeah, God. Oh, all right. Nice well. catch. Look at that. Catch fingertip there. catch. More like wide that. receiver than cornerback for George <laughs> Kurtz. So there you go. Shout out to George Kurtz. He's got a Jets football on his hand. This uh, is not a giant football. It's probably uh, I would drop a giant one. Probably the worst thing you've held all day. J-E-T-S. Let's go. Back. Throw it back. Here you go. All right. Well, no one saw me catch the ball, of course, but it's all good. Let's jump back into some of the practice news that Throw we... Throw it to me. Throw it to me. Oh, all right, Jim. Uh, all right. Yeah, maybe next time. Uh, <laughs> Devontae Adams practiced again today. Just kind of really quick go around the room. George, are you expecting Devontae Adams back this week? And if he plays, I assume he's in your lineup, right? You're not worried about this guy leaving the game again? I think you'd have to have a very strong wide receiver core not to start him if he plays. What's the old saying we like to say? You start, you start. You start, your stars. Uh, yeah, he'll be in my... I don't have in any league, so I don't have to make this decision. Maybe the best ball league, but not in my, any of my redraft leagues. Uh, if he plays, he plays for Green Bay, he plays for me. Jim, are you worried about Devontae Adams this week? Do you expect him to play? I do expect him to play. And like George said, if, he's in, in, you, know, if you have him on your roster, if he steps on that field, he's in my starting lineup. Uh, I don't care. At, at that point, if he steps on the field, then he knows what kind of pain he has to deal with in the toe, and he's ready to deal with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting him to step on the field and do what he does. So he's, I have him in a couple leagues. He'll definitely be in my starting lineup and, unless we hear something different by Sunday. All right, that was the good news when it comes to Devontae Adams. I got to give you guys some bad news. Now, there's nothing set in stone yet here, but T.Y. Hilton was a partial participant he was a limited participant on Wednesday he's dealing with some kind of calf injury that has not really been spoken about all that much and he didn't practice on Thursday he's not practicing again today you know I heard some people like some whispers in the Twitterverse about people talking about him going on IR now that's just pure speculation you know that's not happening as of now but this calf injury seems pretty damn severe George Kurtz can I interest you in Zach Pascal? He played a ton of snaps last week. He was up over 90% of the snaps, which was a season high, might have even been a career high, but he wasn't used. So what are we doing this week with the Colts? It doesn't look like T.Y. Hilton is going to play this week. No, this one hurts. This one definitely hurts. I don't think he's going to play either. Uh, the oil reports are not good about him and his calf here. Can you interest me, Pascal? Yes, I think you could. But you're sort of playing a guessing game. It's like playing the running back by committee there. Who's going to be the breakout? <laughs> I don't know which one. There may be a two tight end set there. Maybe it's Doyle and Ebron. Maybe they'll run the ball heavy here, and they're not going to rely on Brissett to throw the ball. That's the issue there. You're sort of guessing here. It all comes down to once again, who else do I have in my lineup? Uh, I don't. If Hilton were to go on IR, which is a completely different conversation here, then I would want uh, to pick up one of these guys just to hope here. I'll say this though: unless this injury got really bad within the last couple of days, if they thought Hilton was going to go on IR, wouldn't they have made a move at the deadline? Trade deadline was Tuesday, 4 o'clock. Would they have tried to pick up somebody uh, to fill that void? Well, it's funny you say that, George, because it just so happens that there is a 
freak athlete wide receiver that's currently on waivers right now in the name of Josh Gordon. So we'll see. I think by today, 4 p.m., he can sign with the team officially and be picked up off waivers. So we'll see where Josh Gordon ultimately lands. Uh, Jim, I'm just going to throw a bunch of stuff your way right now. Do you have any interest in stashing Josh Gordon? Do you have any interest in stashing Zach Pascal because of this T.Y. Hilton injury? And considering you are the tight end whisperer, how much do you like uh, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle this week? I'll start with that one. I love Jack Doyle because even Ebron is beat up. Uh, he's not 100%. He's still listed as questionable. There's no guarantee he's even going to play this week. So I definitely like Doyle uh, more and more. If Ebron doesn't play and Hilton doesn't play, I love Doyle. I think he becomes one of the top five tight ends of the week uh, just because based on opportunity. Zach Pascal has been the one who stepped up the most when Hilton's been out for the wide receivers. But, you know, like George said, it could be Chester Rogers. You know, we just don't know what they're going to do that way. Do they want to get, you know, Mack and uh, Naheem Hines more involved in the passing game? We're just not sure what they're going to do, how they're going to operate it this way. But I do love uh, Jack Doyle this week a lot. Jack Doyle in Jim Day's lineup. Very excited about him. Pay attention to this T.Y. Hilton news because something is not right. So make sure you are paying attention to that. Let's move over to some spooky starts. Yes, Halloween was yesterday. I still have this ridiculous mustache on my face. Some might call it a Minshew. But yes, I am rocking it because Halloween is not over for me. I'm going to a party tonight. I'm going to a party over the weekend. This whole Halloween in the middle of the week, obviously we can't change it. We can't predict it, whatever. But it's annoying because now we have to have Halloween parties. Thank you for the music. We have Halloween parties going into November, which I'm not really a fan of. But Halloween is today. What do you keep talking about? Yeah, Is it, though? I don't know. It's... It is for me in my hometown. And <laughs> Halloween is today. They canceled it yesterday because of the weather. We sucked it up, by the way, out here, okay? Halloween was yesterday. We dealt with the wind. No yeah, way. Those... Yeah, it really wasn't anything. They could have dealt with it here, too. It was perfect temperature. Today, it's going to be cold as hell. Wimps, yesterday, yeah. it was a nice temperature. Tiny little mist. You could live with that. They, they would have had a perfect night for it last night, too. Uh, but our town said, no, you can't do that. But this is the same town that, that as soon as, like, one snowflake falls, school is out. <laughs> George Kurtz out there in Strong Island going trick-or-treating no matter what the weather is. One of my it, candy. <laughs> I was actually eating some of my niece's candy last night, so got some Tootsie Rolls in there. Very big Tootsie Roll fan. Underrated candy. We, we gave those back out, by the way. Oh, come on. You should have brought them in for me, George. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> the Tootsie kids, Rolls are great, man. Kids didn't like them. My girls don't like them. I don't really like them, so yeah, we gave them back out to the other trick-or-treaters. Gosh, big Tootsie Roll guy Tootsie here. Rolls? Yeah, Tootsie Rolls. Not, not a <laughs> big fan. How could you not like Tootsie Rolls? I'm a Kit Kat guy, man. I'm with man. you, Jim. Twix? I'm with you, Jim. Holy crap. Reese's? You're un-American, you damn commie. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That, that is un-American. He's right. Uh, commie George Kurtz. Well, we'll find out right now how commie you really are, George, because Lamar Jackson has been one of the biggest steals of fantasy football, and it might seem like heresy to not have this guy in your lineup, except when he's going up against the New England Patriots, who we know how historic their defense is playing right now. The interception numbers are completely ridiculous. They've allowed, what, one or two passing touchdowns all season, and Bill Belichick lives for these matchups because he feasts on young quarterbacks. Now, Lamar Jackson is different than other quarterbacks that he's, you know, is used to seeing, but they have faced Tyrod Taylor before. They have fr- faced this Greg Roman offense before. So, they kind of have familiarity. George, how worried about you with Lamar Jackson going up against the New England Patriots this week? 
What does Bill Belichick do each and every week? Takes away the best option on an opposing team. Exactly what he does. He is, not that you can stop Lamar Jackson. You can't stop him, but he'll eliminate what Jackson does best, and that's run. Not that Jackson won't get some yards. He will. He's a great athlete. He'll get his yard, uh, some yards. But he won't let Jackson run rush for 120 yards. Something silly like that. He won't let that happen. He's going to want to do a controlled rush by his pass rushers, keep Jackson as in the pocket as much as possible, and make him, if, they, if they're going to lose, the Patriots are going to lose, it's going to be because Lamar Jackson threw the ball well, not because he ran all over him. So I understand why people are having trepidations about Jackson. He's still in my top 12, so he's still a quarterback one, but he's near the end of that for me. Uh, because I think, once again, have a good fantasy that he may have to throw two touchdowns this week. I don't know if he'll do, if he'll do that. George, I'm in a similar boat as you. I have Lamar Jackson as my QB 10 as of now. Jim, I'll throw this your way. Lamar Jackson has been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks so far this season. But how far are we going when it comes to benching Lamar Jackson? Are we starting a Minshew mustache over Lamar Jackson? Are we starting a Derek Carr, who's a really good stream this week as well? I have Minshew over Jackson and Carr right behind him. Uh, you're talking 9, 10, 11 for me. So uh, I, I like all three of them. You know, it, it's hard not to. I, I agree with George. Dick, New England's going to do everything they can to stop Jackson. And it's going to probably come down to him having to throw the ball. Um, I, I think what first thing Bill Belichick did was go back to last year's playoffs and see exactly what the Chargers did to stop Jackson. I mean, because that was the only game where we've seen a team just totally shut Jackson down. So you got to know Bill Belichick was all over that game, though. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement here. I think if you own Lamar Jackson, you're still getting him in your lineup unless you picked up a Gardner Minshew as well. I have Minshew ranked higher than Lamar Jackson, but you have to be realistic with your projection this week. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Coming up next, we have more Spooky Starts. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Shout out to Chris Pavona downstairs on the ones and twos. Stranger Things. Love it. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by George Kurtz and Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, Sports Grid TV Network. Get on the grid. Zumo, channel 719. And a reminder to follow us on YouTube. Sports Grid TV. Follow us on Instagram as well, guys, I kind of want to jump into some of these spooky starts once again and do a little bit of a rapid fire. So I'll go, you know, Frank, one player, Frank. George, one player, Jim. If you guys Frank, have any I objections. For a second? Yes, Jim. What okay. would you like well, to I say? just wanted to give you an update. Big timer in the chat uh, who always gives us news updates just said Frank Wright just came out and said that with the information they have on TY that it could be a three to four week absence. Yeah, you see, so this is what I was talking about. I mean, this is a significant injury right now. And and, before we jump back into these spooky starts, obviously now this this changes things, and I will kind of go back to what I was asking you guys earlier on. Jim, how much interest do you have in Zach Pascal? Are are you running to your waiver wire right now while I'm talking to try and pick him up? Well, no, because I'm doing this show, so I can't really (laughs) run to my waiver wire right now. Some people can Uh, multitask, you know? Come on, I've made moves on the show. I've made a trade while the show is going on. Well, there you go, George. You're a better man than my me and older and wiser. I get all that. No worries. I thought you um, were older than me. Come on. <laughs> you just look older. Um, <laughs> oh, that just hurts. Oh, I'm married with kids, so. <laughs> you're right. You, you have kids. <laughs> they do age you, and that's why I look so young. Everybody still thinks I'm in my early 40s, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, look, I, if you need help at wide receiver, then sure, to go out and take a shot on Zach Pascal. Absolutely. I got no problem with that. Um, you know, if you're in that place where you need him, especially next week with the big week with six teams on by, you know, he definitely comes into play. So, yeah, absolutely. People should be going out and trying to get him. Heck, at this point, I'd go out and get Chester Rogers, too. That is T.Y. Hilton. Frank Reich just came out and said he could be out the next three to four weeks. So he is dealing with quite a significant calf injury. George Kurtz, let's get back into the spooky starts here. We mentioned Lamar Jackson. I wanted to talk about one more quarterback. Carson Wentz. Versus the Chicago Bears. Chicago has allowed just one touchdown or less in five of their last seven games. And Carson Wentz, he's looked a little bit more pedestrian recently. If he gets Deshaun Jackson back, obviously that will help this entire offense. The only game where Carson Wentz has averaged eight yards per attempt in a game this year came with Deshaun Jackson in the lineup. So if you own Carson Wentz, are you scared off by the Chicago Bears defense? Are you just trying to get anybody else in your lineup? A Derek Carr, maybe even a Sam Darnold, or is that going too far? I would do Carr over Wentz. 
I would. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as Donald. Uh, I know he has the great matchup versus Miami, but I'm a little worried about the thumb. He's got the sprained thumb on his left hand. Yes, not his non-throwing hand. But he's still got to take those snaps, so there'll be pressure there. And what if he lands on the thumb after a sack, after a hit? So there's some ghosts. concern there. The he ghosts. might see ghosts, right? It is Halloween. So maybe he'll see ghosts there. So I can't go as far as Donald, no. But Wentz does concern me, so he's not in my top 12. So if I could bench him, yes, I would. And in most leagues nowadays, everyone seems to draft the backup quarterback, so you already may have somebody on your roster you like above him. I like Daniel Jones Monday night against Dallas more than Carson Wentz. I do. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Carr, I mentioned. Uh, guys, I was the Cousins against Kansas City, who actually I think I'm higher on than most. I have him in my top 10. I think he's going to have a good game this week. So, uh, yeah, I have concerns about Carson Wentz. Yeah, I'm with you there. I have Carson Wentz as my QB 15, just ahead of him. Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr, as you mentioned, as well as Gardner Minshew. If you need a streaming quarterback and you want to get away from Carson Wentz this week, I think that makes a lot of sense. Jim, I want to go back to that Patriots and Ravens game. Mark Ingram now here going up against the Patriots. The Patriots allow the fewest fantasy points per game against opposing running backs, but their schedule has been quite easy. They've faced the Jets twice. One of those games came against Luke Falk. This is going to be a different test for the New England Patriots. When it comes to Mark Ingram, are you still valuing him as an RB2 this week, or are you trying to find someone else to get in your lineup because you're scared off by this matchup? No, I'm probably still going to play him. Look, it's still a good offense, and they're going to give him opportunity to score. So as long as that opportunity exists, I, I mean, it, it's really hard to sit him. Eh, it really would depend on who else I have. Okay, let's face that. But more than likely, he's in my starting lineup. I'll throw a few names out there that I think are interesting here, Jim, and, and you let me know if you would start these guys over Ingram. Either of the Broncos running backs going up against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Lindsey over him. But not Royce Freeman. Not for, not Freeman. I, yeah, I mean, Freeman's been playing good, and he'll get his opportunity, but I still think I'd take the chance on Ingram over, over him. All right, Jim, don't completely crush me on this one, but I am in on the Jordan Howard revenge game. Would you start Jordan Howard over Mark Ingram? I would. I love Jordan Howard. I've been on Jordan Howard since preseason. I'm glad to finally see they're letting him do what he does. So you must have Jordan Howard ranked pretty high this week, huh? What, you looking at like a top 15 running back? I do have him pretty high this week. Where do I have him? I'm trying to check real quick. I have Howard at, uh, uh, yeah, actually right at 14. Look at that. I'm a mind reader, Jim. All right, so there, yeah, yeah. there are a few other running backs out there that, you know, if you have them on your team, uh, you can go in an opposite direction than Mark Ingram. George, let's go to the other side of that game. Tony Michelle going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. We saw Sony Michelle still had the workload last week. He had 21 carries, but whenever Rex Burkhead is back in the lineup and he's active, he's just a thorn in the side of both James White and... And Sony Michelle. We say this every single year. The Bellatrix, you know, trying to figure out Patriots running backs is an impossible task. Well, it's a lot easier when there's two rather than three. So, how worried are you about Sony Michelle now that Rex Burkett is kind of getting back in the mix? Well, there's a reason why I don't draft any of the running backs, and this is why I'm not playing the Bill Belichick guessing game. I hate doing it. Uh, Michelle, I think you'll need a touchdown to pay off this week. I don't think he's going to get big-time rushing yards unless he gets one big play here. I don't see the volume being there as far as rushing yards here. So, yes, I'm concerned about him as well. I have him as a very low-end running back, too. I got him at 23. So, if you have him, you're probably starting him, but I'm not starting him with confidence. I'm a little bit higher on Sony Michelle. I have him at RB16. I just think that you can still run on this Baltimore Ravens defense here. And I think, you know, once they get inside the red zone, yes, Rex Burkett is annoying. They do things with Brandon Bolden at times on the goal line. It is frustrating for sure. But 
Sony Michelle is among the league leaders in carries inside the 10-yard line, which are obviously very valuable for fantasy. So I understand why there might be some hesitancy, but I guess I'm just a little bit higher on Sony Michelle this week going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Jim, I'll throw it back your way. Your boy, David Montgomery, the last time I was on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, we were talking about being done with David Montgomery because of Matt Nagy's frustrating usage. Well, last week he rectified all of that. 27 carries, four receptions, 31 total touchdowns. It was a better matchup going up against the Los Angeles Chargers, but that's why I want to bring this up, Jim, because we have the usage from last week, so maybe we could be excited about that moving forward, but he is going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who allow just 3.41 yards per carry to running backs, and we know that as long as Jim Schwartz has been the defensive coordinator there, he sells out to stop the run. How do you feel about David Montgomery this week? And he's gone. So I'll ask George Kurtz the same exact question. Uh, George, I feel a little bit more optimistic. I think you have to if you're a David Montgomery owner, right? And you picked him up and he had that huge workload, 31 touches last week. But it's a tough matchup against Philly. How do you feel about him this week? You know, we heard Nagy say before last week, oh, I'm not an idiot. I know I got to run the ball more. Well, then you might have wanted to do it, and he did it. So I think the opportunities will be there. Philadelphia, strong run defense. Uh, what if the game flow is out of hand here where Phil Levy's up a couple of points and they got to throw the ball more, but they don't trust Trubisky to throw the ball. It's, it's a weird situation going on in Chicago. I have him as a running back 19, so I, I guess I have some faith in him. Uh, mid to uh, low end running back two here, but I'm not expecting big things this week. I just don't like the matchup. I heard a rumor that we have Jim Day back here on the show, so Jim... I'll throw it your way. We were just talking about your boy, David Montgomery, and how he had the huge workload last week, but now a tough matchup going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you feel about him in this matchup? I have him as an RB2 this week. I do love the fact that they finally used him last week. Thank you, Nagy. Idiot that he was, but I do have him as an RB2 this week. I think I have him at 23 because of the matchup. It's a tough matchup, but if they can go once again, give him at least 20 carries, I think we're looking at him you know, even against this matchup, having a decent day. All right, we're all pretty much in the same area. George, I think you mentioned you have him RB19, correct? I have him RB22. Jim has him RB23. So he's right in that discussion as a low-end RB2, despite the tougher matchup. It's really not that hard, Matt Nagy. Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky stinks. You run the football. Even if your offensive line sucks, you run the football, you run the football, and then guess what? You run the football some more. Maybe throw it to Tariq Cohen a little bit, but it's really not that hard. Just don't let Mitchell Trubisky throw the ball down the field. George, another one for you here. You got to like this one. Mark Walton of the Miami Dolphins going up against the New York Jets. Now, the Jets have been tough on the run in terms of yards per carry, but they have given up a ton of rushing touchdowns, and they give up a lot of receptions to running backs as well. Leonard Fournette had a career-high seven receptions last week. The week before that, James White had seven receptions as well against the Jets. Mark Walton as a flex, George, can I interest you? Yes. Don't forget Leonard Williams is out. Right. Leonard Williams is no longer on the Jets, so that should help there too. Maybe, maybe their run defense won't be as good here. Uh, I, think, I think it's going to be a decent game. I think Miami's going to score some points here uh, as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't give the ball away through the air. I think Walton will get his yards. Yes, you're probably going to need a touchdown to get that 14, 15-plus points there, but Walton's going to get his opportunities. It's not like they're not going to give him the ball. They will give him the ball. Jets are not a very good team here. I don't see the Jets blowing Miami out where all of a sudden they can't run the ball anymore. So I have him once again. I have a 24. So I have him as a last RB2. Uh, so we, I have him as more of a flex play if you need that. J-E-T-S. S-U-C-K. Just end the season. Jim, Odell Beckham Jr. 
at the Denver Broncos. Chris Harris will likely be shadowing Odell Beckham in this matchup. He's obviously one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Denver allows the second-fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers so far this season. It's tough because Beckham is so talented, and you probably drafted him late first, early second round, and if he goes off on your bench, you'll feel terrible about it. The problem is, Jim, he has not gone off since week two when he scored that you know 89-yard touchdown against the New York Jets. Shout-out to my Jets. I was at that game. But uh, how are you feeling about Odell Beckham this week, Jim? Yeah, I, I, man, I don't know. I just got this gut feeling that they're finally going to get him involved this week, even in a tough matchup, even if Chris Harris is shadowing him. Like you said, if they give him the opportunities, he'll make some catches and he'll get some decent plays out of it. So I, I don't know. There, there's nothing to back it up whatsoever uh, except, well, this big gut. Um, just saying that, you know, I, I think OBJ has a good week this week. I just, there's no rationale behind it. If you have any question marks when it comes to Odell Beckham, just remember Jim Day's gut. George Kurtz, Cortland Sutton going up against the Cleveland Browns. The secondary is healthy for the Cleveland Browns again. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward were back in the lineup. Brandon Allen is the quarterback. Who the F is that guy? How do you feel about Cortland Sutton? Do you know that uh, you and I have as many passes thrown on the NFL and Jim Day as well? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I don't Jesus. I don't think Jesus has played, so I, uh, I'm not. He doesn't I think, have a pass in the NFL either. Jesus is not playing, but Brandon Allen is. How will that affect Cortland Sutton? He's not Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's going to affect Cortland Sutton. Uh, I I want nothing to do with Sutton or any Denver pass receiver in this game. I just, I'm going to need to see it first of all. This is not a prospect we're talking about. Locke is supposed to be the guy here, and I'm, I have my doubts about him as well. They say he's not ready, even if he was healthy. I think this is a mess. I think this is a complete mess. Uh, I think, by the way, Cleveland's resurgence might start with this game. Their schedule gets all much uh, easier now. Denver is going to go in the other direction, by the way. No thanks. John Elway, man, you better get a quarterback because I'm not sure you have one on your roster. Maybe we start to see the Baker Mayfield turnaround as well. We know that he's certainly fired up. What kind of question is that? Terry McLaurin at the Buffalo Bills this week, Jim. Dwayne Haskins expected to start. Tredavious White, the cornerback of the Buffalo Bills. Not looking good for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't start McLaurin this week. Um, look, Haskins has looked terrible uh, any chance he's gotten so far. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know, McLaurin has got to be wishing for the day when Keenum gets back. Um, because let's face it, Case Keenum has been you know, much better than Haskins has looked at any point. Crazy things happen in the NFL. Please come back soon, Case Keenum. For George Kurtz and Jim Day, I am Frank Stanfield. Thank you guys so much for watching. This was a Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Up next, Fantasy BFFs with Greg Sussman and me. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. How's it going? How's it going, Gucci? You still celebrating from last night? How do you respond from this criticism from Fantasy Taz Jim Day? He's supposed to be your boy, your co-host, and he's still not giving credit to Jimmy Garoppolo after everything he did last night, Chris. 317 yards, career-high four TD passes. What do you have to say to Jim Day? Zero picks. He just keeps making excuses. Keeps making excuses. Keeps making excuses. I said, this is the time he breaks out. The defense, they showed some vulnerability yesterday. The running game wasn't as effective yesterday. Who did they have to rely on? Gucci Garoppolo. What did he do? He threw four touchdowns and no picks and won the game for them. Not to mention, three of the touchdowns were on third downs, and one of them, right before the half to Emmanuel Sanders, was on fourth down. We're talking about a clutch quarterback here, Jim. I'm sorry. I mean, he's yeah, one game clutch. out of 18 against a terrible defense. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Day is having none of it here on a Friday, but real talk, George Kurtz. What did you see from Jimmy Garoppolo last night? Because he did look really good, and now on Twitter today, of course, the overreaction the day after you know we see this uh, big blow-up performance by Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone's talking about, well, if the 49ers can actually pass the ball this well moving forward, they really are a threat in the NFC and for the rest of the NFL. George, what do you have to say to that? Well, there's truth to that. If they have a legitimate passing game, if Emmanuel Sanders coming on board does give them a legitimate passing game, then they are a threat. We know a defense is good. I know the run game didn't take off last night, but that should, whatever it is. Maybe, hey, maybe Arizona said we're not going to let Coleman beat us. We're not going to let Brady beat us. Let's see if Garoppolo can beat us. And guess what? He did. But I think there's, uh, there's some faith there. There's some hope there. San Fran's the real deal. I know they haven't really played a lot of good teams here, but listen, you play your schedule, you beat your schedule. They're the real deal. They're, the, they're a force to be reckoned with. A force to be reckoned with, says George Kurtz, when it comes to the 49ers yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo. You hear Chris Ventra on the line. 
excited, fired up about Gucci Garoppolo's great game last night. And he was so fired up. Uh, Bavona, it, do we have the clip downstairs ready to play? If we do, just uh, let me know in my ear real quick. Ready. We have a clip of, uh, of Garoppolo after the game last night. He was so pumped up. He was feeling himself. He even had this to say to Aaron Andrews. Eight no. How does that feel? Feels great, baby. Uh, happy, Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween right back at you. Thanks so much. Definitely. No problem. Feels great, baby. I mean, it is Halloween. Jimmy Garoppolo, we know that you're a good looking guy, but uh, Aaron Andrews is married, so uh, let's slow this down <laughs> a little bit. Ventra, I mean, career high four touchdown passes. Uh, some might say that he got in the end zone five times yesterday. Yeah, he should have had another one to Debo Samuel, who just dropped him right in his hands, and he would have had a big game, too, if, it, if he caught that pass. But. Yeah, first of all, the baby thing, that's a general baby thing. I say baby all the time. You know, Gucci does the same thing. We're, we're alike in that sense. What, but, he was publicist? Uh, I just think... <laughs> <laughs> MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 